Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. I thought it would be good to hear from a mother, so I asked uh, Callie Coriel to speak and give us a, uh, just share with us a little bit. And she, her, her, her gift got uncovered at uh, the Surfaces Adoption um, Fundraiser Worship Night that we had. She stood up and delivered a um, an update, but then also spoke, and it was really good. And I just feel like it's part of her calling and. She's a young mom, and our there's we have so many young moms, and um, I, that's just probably the, the, the fastest growing aspect of our church, really, right now. But I believe in what God's put in your heart, and your family's such a blessing in this place. Don't you guys love Chris and Callie? And uh, so anyway, I asked her to share a little bit. You ready? Yeah. You got a good word? I'm excited about it. Here, let's get you a microphone right. here. Show her a little bit of love one more time, just for... Thank you. Thank you, Clint, for for inviting me here today to speak. Yeah, you do well at one one little fundraiser and damn. No, I just I wanted to say yes since he invited me here today and just let the Lord let the Lord speak what he he would. I I'll, I'll be brief, but um just to share my heart on being a mom. Um I love being a mom. I brought my tissue because thanks for that, y'all. <laughs> I wanted to share the, I had to share the card that I got this morning, y'all. This is my hand-drawn card, because <laughs> nothing's better than that. And it says, I love you, Mama. You're the best. And also, the world needs who you were made to be. <laughs> so if I could have a title for my little snippet today, it would be, The World Needs Who You Were Made to Be. Um... I don't have a song to sing this morning. This is weird. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I recognize that um, some of you probably have condiments in your refrigerator that are older than our children. Um, so I don't pretend to know <laughs> all that there is about parenting at all. Um, but I know who does. So uh, I'll just share with you my heart. Um, my husband, Chris, and I have two gorgeous sons that are five and 19 months, um, and they are simply the best. Uh, I know you think your kids are great, but I'm sorry you're wrong. <laughs> um, so I just want to encourage uh, the mothers this morning. Um, if you were to ask me, uh, I, I told Clint yesterday, if I were asked what my passions were, um, among the top would be children what would be family, family, um, including marriage and motherhood. Um, I think it has, it's lost importance in the world today. Um, uh, I'm sure you've noticed there's an entire war on our identities now in the world in these last days. And um, I believe our calling is to show the world how beautiful God's design can be um, when it's functioning properly. A, a, a husband and wife loving their children, loving each other. Um, you know, it's so simple, but it's it's so important. 
Um, I recently heard um, Stephanie Gretzinger. She's a she's a worship leader and songwriter. She used to be with Bethel, and I believe now she's living in Nashville and working on the East Coast a little bit. But um, she was just talking and giving a a, a worship night, and um, she had her daughter there with her, and she said, "You know, our we could be raising our kids. They could be martyrs for Christ." which is a terrible thought, um, but it's very real. And um, so I just want to encourage us this morning to not shrink back from, from our calling. Uh, you know, we could, we could accept all the, all the praise today, and which is, which is due, um, all the honor that's due to all the moms, um, and just receive it and, and pat ourselves on the back and go, yeah, I'm, I'm a super mom, yeah. Um, or we could just, we could... Uh, go to the Lord and renew our commitment to the calling of motherhood. Um, the world would say that it's not special that, you know, that any woman could have a baby. You know, most women are able to have a baby. It's just not, you know, we see it every day. Um, but it's a miracle and it's a miracle that was designed, um, purposefully and we, we shouldn't overlook that. Um, so I came across a verse recently that I've heard many times and it just kind of hit me, um, differently this time for whatever reason. And you read the word in different seasons of life and, um, thankfully God, God's word is, will for all eternity being, being revealed to us in new ways. Um, and that's Isaiah 54, 13, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Um, and when I read it this time, it just, it kind of hit me more as a promise, not just a, um, you know, wouldn't it be great if kind of thing, but it's a promise that we can stand on. Um, and as we sow the seeds of the word into our children's heart, we can call out the peace that's in them. Um, we, our 19 month old is not the same as our five-year-old. <laughs> He is, um, I can, I can speak to the mothers who are drowning in laundry and dishes and little kids and toys. Um, he's, he's spicy. That's what we call him. <laughs> he's spicier than Cannon was. So, you know, we, we've just been working on like, on drawing out that peace within him. And, um, and, and I believe that that's something that we can do. We can speak to the peace that's in our spirits. You know, as a mom, I have to recognize that I have so much influence over my household. The The climate of the atmosphere of our home a, a lot of the time depends on me. Um, and we just can't forget that. And so I would just encourage you today. Um, you know, I saw this verse and I thought of, friends with, um, that are, you know, dealing with, um, the autism spectrum and with, uh, anxiety. And, um, so I would just say this morning to just, as we're sowing the seeds of the word into our children, to just, to speak to the peace that's within them and to just speak peace over them, um, as they, as they grow in the Lord. And, and what a comfort it is to know, um, I'm a homeschool mom, so all of the curriculum, you know, uh, comes to me to me and my husband with his input to, to purchase the curriculum, decide whether our children are going to learn. 
um, which can feel heavy. So it's a great comfort to know that, you know, when my children are taught by the Lord, that great is their peace and I can, and I can lean on that. Um, and I can know that the seeds that I'm sowing, um, will bear good fruit. So, um, the, um, the feminist movement would just have us believe that our jobs are, are, aren't, you know, important. Yes, but maybe not as important or, you aren't important until you're, you know, an individual and you're independent. And um, I just want to remind us of the beauty that that comes in submission to a head of our household, in submission to the Lord, and the beauty that comes in serving our families. Um, and it's no, it's no small thing. So just take heart <laughs> um, and call out the peace that is in your children. Um, let me, let me pray over all the moms and over all of us. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for our children that you have entrusted us with. Wow. What a blessing. Oh, what a blessing it is as well for the, the children that are in our hearts, Lord. Gosh, I had a beautiful picture a minute ago of heaven and there was just hills of flowers and there were all the moms that are not here today and all the kids that were not here today and they were just worshiping right along with us with all the peace and joy that comes with being in the presence of the father so lord we just say this morning that we we commit ourselves again to this calling that we recognize its worth that we recognize the worth of our children in the future, in the future of your plans. And we dedicate ourselves this morning to them, to pouring ourselves into them, to serving our families, and whatever menial tasks those seem to be, they are transformed into worship when we do it according to you, when we do it unto your name. So we just thank you, Lord, this morning with all the gratitude in our hearts for these, these blessings that you've given us, Father. And we just say again, we just say yes again to your calling, that we will not shrink back from teaching them the truth, that we won't shrink back from teaching them your word, to stand on your word. And no matter how far out they stand from this world, that they would shine your light that they would be your peace. We speak peace over our children right now, wherever they are, and our grandchildren. And we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for all of your many blessings. Amen. Yeah, good word, good word, good word. <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. Much, much more to come. Can you, can you just kind of see it there? feeling. I think there's a lot more there that you have. And I told her, I said, um, I said you know, that, that's what can round out a, a healthy focus in a church is because I'm going to have my focus and then we have other people that have their focuses. A lot of times, you know, Mike will speak to culture and, and different people have different passions, but um, the family, you know, the family is important and there is an attack on the family. There's, there's an absolute attack on the nuclear family. There's an attack to break apart the family. There, I mean, it, it's clear. And not to, 
you know, get heavy, but it, there is an absolute Marxist agenda to break apart the, the, what the family actually is. And then all of the weirdness that comes along with that, you know. And the world is, the world is looking. That, that's why people jump so quickly on extremes, because they're looking for something to give them meaning. They're looking for something to give them a sense of purpose. And when something comes along that evokes an emotion or it's kind of, it's kind of phenomenal or it's something that, that's stri it's striking, people gravitate toward it, right? And, and just kind of the, the typical nuclear family is boring for a lot of people, unfortunately. But when you see a mother stand up and talk about it's a calling, that's, that takes strength, you know? That takes, that takes a sense of peace knowing and recognizing God's design and God's order to step into. And I just have a lot of respect for that, you know. Remember, how did you say it? Refresh, recommit yourself to your calling in motherhood. It's so great. Um, <clears throat> and that calling is a few things. I just, I just looked at the biblical context of motherhood. Your calling is as a nurturer and caregiver. You know, just, just meditate on this just a little bit. It's just, uh, you know, a refresher, uh, some guidance, but as a nurturer and caregiver. And, you know, if you're, if you're a mother and you're the major breadwinner and you're out of the house and dad's at home, that, you know, we're not trying to say that moms should be barefoot and pregnant hanging out in the kitchen all, the, all week long, but, it, but there are some things that a mom can do that, that just a dad can't do, right? Just the way that we're wired and we're different. Uh, nurturer, caregiver, teacher, these are all specific biblical focuses about the role of motherhood. These aren't just ideas, uh, mostly from Proverbs. So you can go through in Proverbs and really, you know, form a, a good meditation to kind of give you guidance. And because the, the the word of God is a mirror, right? We 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 don't know who we are other than who we are through God's eyes. And and you're not who you are unless you know who you are in Christ. Did you follow me on that one? You know, that, that, that's why people fall for deception. That's why knowing who you are in Christ and filtering every thought that you have about life, yourself, and just everything must be filtered through the Word of God. Everything that you believe about God and everything that you believe about yourself must be filtered through the written Word, and then the Spirit makes that written Word alive and gives you that revelation and that sense of how to actually apply it and live it out. So your calling is... A source of strength and encouragement and I know oftentimes you feel like well who's going to encourage me if I'm supposed to encourage them who's going to encourage me you ever feel that way I should look down I shouldn't look because I've been like they're like well what do you know about it <laughs> and I'll just say you know the, the the Holy Spirit is more than able to encourage you in any moment at any time. And if there's an art form to learn as a mother over young children or just children in general, my, both of my children are adults now. Yeah. Reese is graduating high school, uh, going for a mechanical engineering degree next, so that's pretty amazing. Um, but make it an art form to pause and be encouraged by the Spirit. Amen? Unconditional love prayers and spiritual guidance prayers and spiritual guidance 
You know, so here, here's some good news too. Yes, as, as the scripture that she read, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Now, as a parent of adult children at this point, we didn't always get it right. We didn't always take time to do the memory verses and make sure there's, we look back now and we're like, ah, we probably could have done that better and done that better. Anybody ever been there? Come on. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you, you're going to feel that way. Every day you feel that way. But this is something that I, I feel like the Lord showed, and, and most of you parents that have older children know this, they absorb more by observing than listening. So when you feel like you've made mistakes, one thing that you can do is make sure that you know how to turn your heart to the Lord. Make sure that you know how to discipline your life with the Word. Make sure that you know how to trust God to lead you because when they watch you do it, they'll learn how to do it because the best teacher is practical experience. And if they watch you putting it into practice, even if you don't get it right, you don't have the right words, you don't keep up with the Bible reading, you didn't do this aspect right, you know, we're, I mean, we're, we were in a ministry and pastoring and then, because we, neither one of us grew up in church, we didn't have a lot of the, you know, the, the, the Christian things that families do. We just didn't have that in our home. And the churches that we were involved in didn't really focus a lot on that. It was just a lot about the Word and, you know, service. And, and uh, I mean, here we are, pastoring a church, and, 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 our, and then people would come into the church and tell us the little things that they're doing with their kids. are like, oh, that's a really great idea. I probably should do that kind of thing. That's a, and then you try to do it, and it's past the age, and they're like, I don't feel like doing that, you know. So, But they've watched us. They've watched us live it out. They've watched us apply. They've watched how we treat each other. I'm, I'm just telling you, and Dad, Father's Day is coming up, but I'm telling you, fathers, all you young families and, and moms and dads-to-be over here, some of you guys are uh, moving in that direction. The greatest way to discipline or disciple your children is to be a disciple. And I'll say this, to raise godly, productive children, be a godly, productive disciple. That, that, that really is your first responsibility. Discipline your own life according to the principles of the Word of God, and they'll watch you. They will watch you. They'll listen. They'll, yeah, they'll listen, but if your actions contradict what you're saying, what are they going to believe, right? Your actions. First and foremost, love. And I, I put this in every um, marriage and wedding ceremony that I do, although we were at the wedding yesterday and a guy did a part, and I was like, golly, I forgot. I have forgotten to do that part in the last three weddings I did. <laughs> the I do part. <laughs> and they did. I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should put that in there. <laughs> did I say that out loud? I was thinking... <laughs> They're married, yeah. But, but it's just so true, you know. The, the greatest thing you can do for your kids is to be a productive disciple yourself, right? And I was debating on sharing this passage um, just because it's not the most rosy, uplifting passage. But I, I do feel like this is for some people. This won't be for all of you. This is for a few people. It may be for some people that are watching online. It's not in the notes there, but it's Proverbs 23, 22. And it says, listen to your father who gave you life 
Your dad ever said that to you? Listen, I gave you life. I could take it out. And, and, and then, uh, that's a Bill Cosby thing, which means something different. Anyway, but the second part is, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, and to despise means to disrespect, lose value for, and have contempt for. And contempt means to, you, as an attorney, contempt, you basically disrespect the arrangement that you're in the midst of, right? And I, you know, my mom is gone. My mom is shag dancing in heaven with Jesus. If you don't know what shag dancing is, it's a beach dance over on the Carolina coast, and she just loved it. And I guarantee you, Jesus knows how to shag dance by now with her up there. So I miss her. You know, we affectionately refer to that back corner as Elle's Corner. Her name was Eleanor. And, uh, you know, she, she would make sure that you got a gift guest, gift packet, maybe three times in a row if you'd been visited three times. But she would be back there and sticking those things in your hands. But we miss her. We love her. Um, look forward to seeing her again. Um, and I just totally messed myself up. Give me a minute. But, but you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not setting up to say I despise my mother, but, but I know where you can go with that. Now, I get it. It's a heavy topic. I'm speaking to only a few people who are dealing with this type of situation right now where it's challenging with your mother right now because, you know, just because we get old doesn't mean we grow up. And oftentimes when you cross that tipping point of recognizing that you're a, your parents are people, it's easy if they have certain kinds of issues and struggles, especially if their struggles made your life difficult as a child, it's easy to cross into adulthood and judge them and despise them and have contempt for them and, and lose respect for them. Now, I, I'm not saying uh, allow codependent, unhealthy boundaries to be in place. Sometimes we're in situations where we have to have healthy boundaries, even with our parents, even with our older loved ones, grandparents, whatever the case may be. But even if you have to have healthy boundaries in place, and I'm, I'm telling you, I just feel like the Lord put this on my heart. It's only probably for a few of you, but be careful. Watch out. Do not let your heart begin to despise your mother. And that means you don't want to be around. You know, we can talk about the practicality of that, but it's really more just about where you are in your heart because it hurts you. It damages you. It starts to shut down your openness of, of the forgiveness that you could be experiencing from the Lord and then show others as well, right? I don't want to pick that up there too long. That's, uh, that, that's an ugly word, despise. But I, I just, are you with me? That's good. That's do, you, do you feel that? Because it's true. And we all have the opportunity to do that. And I will say that uh, if, you're, if you're, your parents have passed, your mother's moved on, and maybe you didn't get an opportunity to resolve some of those issues, you can still do that now. You know, you, you can still connect with the Lord and have Him walk you through the process of forgiveness and, and release that. Walk you through the process of regret 
you know, fortunately, um, my brother and I spent the last basically year and, and Sarah um, being the main caregivers, mostly my brother for mom. And we were able to have lots of conversations and be there and, um, you know, just be there through that journey. But a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people, the relationship ends too soon before there's regret or, or before you get the opportunity to resolve things. So it's just, I just feel like it's something that the Lord is saying for your own benefit and in a lot of ways because one of the greatest ways we can be a testimony of our faith is by how we handle our relationships. There are people that are watching us. There are people that, you know, so they'll know that we follow Jesus by our love for one another. And then Jesus prays in John chapter 17, and this, this, this idea kind of always comes into our messages in some capacity. But our unity in the body of Christ, that spiritual unity that transcends this temporary carnal world, just how we function in relationships, Jesus prays, can be a testimony to the world to show them that God loves them too and that, Jesus, that God sent Jesus for them too. Oftentimes, and you know this, and as cliche as it might be, sometimes people have never experienced the love of God. They don't know what it looks like, but they know you. And if they know your relationship with your parents and they know that there's an issue and they watch you handle that with grace, they watch you have mercy, then even though it's human to human, it can open up their heart to realize, you know what, they're, this mercy thing is, is really powerful. And I'm, I'm moved by how you are responding in this situation. Sometimes people perceive meekness as weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Meek is to have the power in the, in the, in the situation, but choosing to humble yourself. And, and oftentimes that's what, you know, we carry our hurts, we carry our, our woundings, and sometimes they're 110% justified. Some of you have a, a really good reason to despise your parents, to despise your mother. But what's it doing to you? How does that fruit taste? In your own mouth. Amen? So... I know it's Mother's Day, supposed to be nice and light and rosy, but we're also a band of believers here. You know, we are a group of strangers that God has turned into a family. Some are more stranger than others, but... <laughs> but, but our responsibility as the body of Christ, as a family, is to, at all costs, walk in love. Again, not putting yourself in harm's way, not forsaking healthy boundaries, not breeding codependency, you know, all that. But, man, sometimes the greatest thing we can do to show the world the love of God is to love those that have hurt us. <laughs> From a place of wholeness, because you've been healed. Amen? But also, don't forget... If you don't get it all perfect, if you don't get it all right, you're not going to be perfect, but if they see you live a lifestyle of growth, they will too. We could probably interview Olivia here with Natasha and 
It's always so great to see you guys. I love having you guys here. Uh, a lot of you that are watching online, Sebastian and Natasha are here, and they say hello a lot, so you're jealous, I know. But, <laughs> but it's true. It's just, it's just true, you know? And, and I'll, I'll end with that idea. Those of you that have made some mistakes in parenthood, uh, and, and maybe you're in the middle of something, and you, you have no idea how to turn it around, you have no idea what to do for them. Because I hear from parents a lot. What do I do? My parent, my kid is this. My son is this. My child is this. My, my son is transitioning. You know, I, we get those messages. People, we have, I've, I don't remember exactly who. It's nobody in the congregation at the moment, but has a child that's transitioning, you know, with a gender thing. And it's like, what do they do? They feel like it's all hope is lost and, uh, and there's no way that they could still sow into their life. And it's like, you know what? Some opportunities are lost, yes, but God is a redeemer. Right. Amen? Right. God is a redeemer. God is a restorer. God is into restoration. And even at the last minute, while you're hanging on the cross, reaping the fruit of a lifestyle of death and destruction, can encounter Christ and experience salvation and freedom. Uh, it's not too late. It's not too late. But it does start with you. So we are so thankful for moms. Moms, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. You really are. That kid's awesome. But we also have a sense of responsibility toward our own parents because the world's watching and they need hope. And how we handle those situations can bring hope and bring people to Christ. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 All right, so smile. Look up. You're in a good mood. woo -hoo! Yay, moms. Let's hear it for the moms one more time. <laughs> Just stand up with me if you would. I'll pray for you and we'll dismiss. Don't forget your flower on the way out. And uh, where's brunch? Where are you guys going to brunch? Where are we going? You got anybody, anybody got picked out? Where are you going? Home. home? You going home? Where are you, where's everybody else going? Nobody's going anywhere? Curious Pig. I think that's what we're going to do. Curious Pig and Sonoy. They've got a good brunch going on. Some kind of bacon thing. As long as they got bacon, it's good, right? That's Curious Kitchen. Curious Kitchen in Sonoy. That's right, yeah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather. We, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for your presence in our lives. We're so thankful that you didn't just save us and then go sit up in heaven and open the door and say, I hope you make it. You're actually involved in our lives. You're connected with us. We are betrothed to you. We have the most intimate, deepest connection, having been made one with you by your spirit. And if, if you've said yes to Jesus, you have the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling within you. You have Christ and all that he is dwelling within you. You lack nothing. You are complete in him. So I pray that as the days come, you learn how to dig deep into that spirit that's inside of you to draw nourishment and strength and wisdom and courage and even power toward others out of that spirit that's in you. Father, we thank you for the, the gift of family. What an amazing, amazing design and miracle that you've put into place that you so two human beings into the earth and all of this beauty and wonder has happened. Yes, we've messed it up. We are sorry for that. This, the destruction and death in the world was not your design, but we, we are so thankful that you planted Christ in the midst of us to move us back toward restoration. And it's all about family for you. You're all about adopting 
sons and daughters into your family. So, Father, we thank you for our moms. We're grateful. Uh, we want to we walk in respect toward them. Moms, you're doing a good job. Be encouraged. Uh, refresh your commitment to your calling to be a mom. And as the body of Christ, we walk out of here with a mindset of unity, recognizing the world is watching, and how I handle my relationships can be a sign to the world that God loves them too. So we step into that calling. We own that calling, and we trust you. Thank you for your grace. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen.